0: Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. Let's talk about resale culture.
1: Mainly focusing on shoes, a little bit of clothes, but for those who don't know, basically there's a whole, I wouldn't call it an industry, but I guess a scene or people reselling things that have hype or, you know, varying degrees of it, popular items or anything, let's say Nike releases or whatnot, so... That's kind of the idea, but we'll get into it some more.
0: Essentially, if you don't get the gist of it, maybe you're not in the game. Resale culture, like you said, you literally buy something, whatever's popping for retail price, the lowest price possible, whatever price it comes out for. And then obviously make some money on it. You flip it, double it up, triple it up. Sometimes you go crazy, bro. (laughs) Something for a hundred now sells for thousands. Happens a lot. On the sneaker game, that's probably what we're going to focus on the most. Maybe you guys aren't aware. Something going on right now really big, at least for us, because it's companies we kind of like. One being Nike, one being StockX. Customer of both. One of the most loyal fans tonight. (laughs) I said it before. I wear Nike socks under my Adidas just to make sure I keep a barrier, you know what I mean? (laughs) Checks over Got to keep it that way. Checks over stripes every day. But they're in a little bit of a... Quote unquote pickle, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Little lawsuit going on, companies hating, a lot of things coming out. We'll get into that, but yeah, resell culture. Yeah, I guess I'll start off. Like, have you sold any of your clothes or flipped any of your clothes before? Specifically, sneakers, I guess.
1: I've personally never resold. Part of it is just the idea of it is kind of whack to me. I mean, we'll get into that. Like, I. Can respect the hustle sometimes, but it's gotten out of hand now. But also, just for me, that's a lot of work, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta buy it, you gotta get it, you gotta repackage it. If you're sending it to StockX, you gotta send it to them first, and then they send it. We've talked before about how we both hate packing up stuff, bringing it to the post office, shipping it out, etc. It's like, I'm not really interested in doing that just to make a little flip of money. It never really appealed to me. Plus another thing that we'll get into is bots where even if you were interested in doing that it's still so hard to get anything like we try to get shoes off the sneakers app or something and it's extremely difficult so even if you wanted to get into that game that hustle it's not like it's easy anyway.
0: That is very true it's even stuff to get in the game or like flip anything just because that market is I don't want to say like saturated but like kingpins are already there they mm-hmm. they have the the game figured out and there's not much room for many people to join and start reselling yeah uh, you
1: just can't be like a noob and there's all these people who are faster smarter they have systems in place you're just going to be no match for them
0: yeah and this isn't the fucking wire the show where like yo you're in my corner boo boo, shoot you up and now this is my spot like no like you you just resell from your house like yeah it's not like you know people are getting locked up or I mean funny enough there's lawsuits and shit but um, <laughs> getting locked up or you know like like no the, the resellers are always going to be resellers it's not like they're just getting replaced no you become a reseller that means you're just now part of a bigger group and I guess
1: less share or more competition if you want to put it that way but well even in terms of what you were saying with it being online it used to be like people would line up at Supreme or something to get a new drop or at DQM, you know, get new kicks and then resell it later, like on ISS, like the forums and stuff like that. But now it's just all online and you buy it online, you sell it online, et cetera. So that's changed it up as well. And honestly made it easier because before, if you wanted to do it, you had to go camp out, wait in line, do whatever. And then you get the kind of value of reselling it after, which I think is a little more respectable because you're putting in the time. And now it's just, yeah, anyone can do it from anywhere. I get it. It is true. Companies do
0: have to evolve. You know, technology's there. You got to kind of go with the times. However, this is probably one of the first cons of the episode. It is true. Almost like the digitizing of this world, you know, like just making shopping digital, especially in this specific way of like hot items, you know, the hype items, the collabs and the, the limited edition this or whatever just makes it tough it makes it not fun you could be the biggest fan of i don't know name an artist let's say travis scott because he has a bunch of hype collabs biggest fan and before let's say he is dropping a shoe where it is true let's say by your house you could camp out by the store or i don't know go that night get in line or whatever and you actually have a decent chance of getting them that's not really a thing anymore if things are dropping online and you don't have a bot if you don't know what a bot is, it's pretty much like a computer program that obviously a computer is a computer. You kind of have first dibs. It's faster than any human.
1: Yeah, you set it up to run a program automatically to try to buy and buy and buy right away. First manually trying to go through it.
0: Yeah, I guess you put like your info and it'll send it to your address and all that. But it's obviously a computer is going to be way faster than you. It could do something in a fraction of a second where if I was doing it, you were doing it. It'll take a couple seconds and imagine thousands and who knows how many of these bots are out there just think about it It's, it's like some future shit like you couldn't even guess or assume how many of these are there and it's literally like a plague it sucks for those the actual fans the actual people that want stuff so yeah it's a major con for bots i know obviously probably a person that owns a bot really likes it they're probably getting all the shit they want they're probably making a lot of money out of it they'll probably give it a good pro but For me, for the average consumer across the U.S., even other countries, I'm sure it's like a thing everywhere. Probably give it a con. Like, this shit is literally messing up the game, if you want to call it that.
1: Yeah, and even before, when people would do it, I'm not saying I pro that. Because in an ideal world, people are just going who actually want the shoes versus those who are just going to then resell it. But I get it. It's America, you know, people find their ways to make money, makes sense. Can't hate too much on that. But with everything going digital, it does just take it to such an extreme and It feels like Nike with the sneakers app or other ones too, there haven't been any kinds of solutions that we've seen really implemented that have made a big difference or much of a difference at all. And you kind of wonder like, will it ever be... More of an even playing field, or what? And I've seen articles that Nike is aware of this, and they're aware that like three fourths of customers are pissed off at the sneakers app and stuff like that. And it's not only Nike, like other sneaker brands are also for clothing brands too, especially streetwear type stuff, or like Emilion Door or things like that, sell it very fast. So it's just a big issue throughout kind of the scene in the industry.
0: Yeah, it's for sure tough, and sometimes you can't blame, let's say, like a smaller company. Still a good one, let's say like ALD, which you just mentioned, right? They're doing releases. Believe it or not, this is a clothing company. You know, this is what they do. Sure, they have a website. Sure, they have probably even a couple workers that work on the website and handle that, but maybe they don't have the great enough team or even the budget to have, like, bot controls and able to block bots and have the technology for it and spend thousands and who knows how much money it will take to like run the programs you need to do all that but nike like nike yeah (laughs) any of the clothing brands sneaker brands probably the one that makes the most money probably the one that has the most releases probably the one that has the most hyped releases that people resell for that you're aware of this and you're not doing something about it even though we know you have the money, you know you have the team. Pretty sure the website or even just like the the security team for their website, it's, I'm assuming, a good amount of people that they don't do whatever it takes to do this. Even though I'm sure it's hard and maybe they are working on it. Like, come on, you're messing up on that. And that's one of the like major disappointments in this whole thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think also... Just to give people perspective, you know, you were talking about the different amounts and levels to which it can resell. It's not always crazy. Like, for example, recently I bought a pair off StockX of these Nike ISPA overreacts. And I got them for like 40 over retail without the StockX fees, which are a major con on their own. But not everything gets insanely over retail it can be nice that even though something is officially sold out you can still find it if you just pay a little extra but there's also shoes that should be wide release easy to get like not the craziest colorway or not some limited collab but then they retail for x amount and then they're only on StockX goat etc for like 400 plus let's say And the crazy hype ones, anywhere from 700 to the thousands, you know, at that point, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm never going to get these. Like even those dunks that came out, what were the ones where it was like changing colors in the temperature or something like that? The Civilist was the name. But those, I saw them coming out and I was like, oh, I love this idea. It reminded me of the shirt that I had in fifth grade where it was like black and white, and then in the sunlight, it would change to color and all the stuff, but then it was just impossible to get them. tried entering like lotteries, both of us did, and then now they're like over six hundred dollars on resale so so it's just like some are impossible to get at a, any reasonable cost.
0: yeah, and we're talking about a shoe that I think dropped for like a hundred a hundred ten bucks, something like that retail price and that's 600 now. I feel like when it first came out it went higher than that, right? Like 800, maybe 1000. Mhm. Obviously because the hype was there, people really wanted them. They're willing to pay the extra buck just to have them first or be one of the only people to have them. But that sucks. And this is where it starts to get ugly. Not to get super into it. It's part of like the whole I don't want to call it a conspiracy because I think it's true, but like the whole thing with like the lawsuit between Nike and StockX, but basically Let's just use Nike as the example since we're kind of talking about them. But other brands have this thing too. Uh, let's say they make a collab like these, the Civilis. They're only making, on collabs, a really small number. It's not like they're making the same amount that they would make on an Air Force One or something like that. Where they're making probably $100,000. they are making a small number. Let's say 10000 or something like that. On a shoe that probably millions of people want. There's this issue where... People are, I think they call it backdooring, where like shops or the people in charge are getting these shoes and either just not to deal with all the mess that it is to sell them one by one or just to make like an extra buck. They literally offload them to someone else, usually to resellers or people that have businesses. And what we're starting to find out is that a lot of these companies were starting to just Put the sneakers up themselves, people, companies, and even stores themselves on, like, StockX and GOAT. Because why would you sell this shoe that Nike gave you for 100 bucks when you could just list them yourself on StockX and sell them mm-hmm. for the $600 we are talking about? And this is where it gets ugly. This is where you're like, no fucking way. Like, stores were literally probably selling 10 pairs to show that they were, like, selling the shoe on the store, but the other 30 pairs they have in the back... They go on stockx for whatever to make that five times, six times profit,
1: right? And think about with a shoe where you're making, let's say, a five hundred dollar profit per shoe, and that may be a little bit of extreme. Sometimes they're not as much of a resale, but even then, let's say at that more extreme level, if you put thirty pairs and you're making five hundred each, like you're making bank first if you were just selling them at normal price yeah and for some
0: shops, let's say a small boutique packer shoes in New Jersey, which I like let's say bodega,
1: let's say uh Jack surfboards, or
0: yeah, exactly, selling that one shoe for a hundred, sure, you're making the I don't know let's say thirty forty fifty dollar profit or sell it for the five six hundred. that's like that shop selling fucking what ten pairs of shoes, or yeah, it's like we're good on rent for the month type thing, yeah, exactly, like literally makes it easier the whole reselling culture, I guess since this is what we're calling it, kind of like cornered businesses and business owners or even just people that run their own little shops or sell sneakers themselves to do this. And it's one of those for like, it sucks. You understand it. The opportunities there. it's just ugly. And it sucks for the people that are actually like, the consumers that actually want this especially like us let's use us as an example with the civilis, there was no way we were getting that shoe unless yeah. like it's like lottery save that money and just buy a scratcher like you probably have the same amount of luck
1: like again back in the day you could at least if you really really wanted them bad go camp out either the morning of or night before and it'd be it'd be a struggle to get through especially if it was cold out and stuff like that i only ever did like the morning of but Either way, at least there was some path or road to possibly getting them some sense of hope. Now it always feels hopeless, and I feel like that takes away excitement from just sneakers in general, because we might DM like, oh, these look sick, or something like that, to an IG post of a new pair coming out, but then it's like, oh, if we know it'll be a hyped pair, it's we don't even think about trying or... You just put it in, like, just in case, but you've hit, what, like, a handful of times on sneakers? It's just so rare to even get anything.
0: Yeah, like, I probably try, like, once a week, maybe once every two weeks, let's say, for, like, four or five years now, <laughs> and I've hit five
1: times. <laughs> yeah, that's insane.
0: Something's not right, and I, I want to say, like, one or two of them were, like, exclusive access, which is when, like, Nike chooses you even before everyone... It's almost like, yeah, you were picked. I'm sure it's like a bot or something that like picks for them. And I got chosen. So it's not even that like I like one that I was like, kind of I got lucky. Let's just say. But yeah, it's awful. And like, I get it. The scarcity thing creates like that hype, you know, the less there is. You want to have that thing that's exclusive that not many people have. But it sucks because we know that's not the case. We know that probably half of the stock of this thing Being held back just to make that extra money. But I felt like we moved on a little too fast. And I'm curious because I wasn't aware. But you mentioned that you've done Morning Of, Lil' Camp Out. Do you remember for what shoe? Were you out here looking for like specific
1: shoes like that? Like putting in the time or? It wasn't even like a super heavy camp out or anything. But I remember a couple times at least going to like Dr. J's on Fordham and getting like the bmp pack i think it was and some oh for my car mines also got those from that i forget there were some other sneaker shops around fordham too but that sticks out as my memories for those kind of drops but i remember at the time also seeing pictures obviously of people lining up at some of those other smaller stores downtown like i mentioned dave's quality meat or stuff like that or even when the pigeon dunks drops like there's a whole thing of you know people getting into fights or altercations and stuff like that which that's probably a pro of <laughs> you know not having those anymore but one of the few yeah i mean
0: for me i'll maybe say twice one you mentioned dave quality meets went once this was whenever the very first nike yeezy came out crazy still want to like obviously didn't age the best like i don't know if you could pull off the shoe but i still think it's one of the coolest shoes out there like ever made now sells since we're talking about reselling last time i saw selling for like six seven thousand bucks insane it's a two hundred (laughs) dollar (laughs) shoe just in case you were wondering or at least that's what i was retailing for at the time but i remember i had to be maybe ninth grade maybe tenth when the shoe came out maybe oh seven oh eight but remember going to Dave's quality meet the night before with my mom my cousin alberto shout out to y'all because this was dropping like april 2nd or 3rd i don't know why i remember the date like that <laughs> but I, I guess it's easy because my birthday is a few days after and that was going right. to be like my birthday gift i remember seeing like on hypebeast or like the kanye blog or something that like dqm was going to have on dave's quality meet we went which by the way I just realized this shit ties in very well to what we're talking about today. (laughs) We go camp out. I'm like seventh in line. We literally pulled up like at 1 a.m. or something. The shoe was supposed to drop whenever they open like at 8, 9 a.m. or something. Pull up. I'm like seventh in line. Sketchy as fuck. They're all like grown people. I'm like technically like a young skinny teenager. Like (laughs) with my mom there. we like parked right in front. Cold as hell. It's like one of those cold April nights. Fast forward, it's the morning, everyone's up, like, store's about to open, they literally open, they're, like, getting ready, and one of the workers comes out, like, oh, if you're in line, just know, we only have, like, 10, 15 pairs, I was, like, number seven or eight, so I was, like, I think I'm good, unless someone gets my size, whatever, but we have like, 10, 15 pairs, and they're 500 bucks. Jesus Christ. It's a 200 buck shoe, like, we all know this, I was, <laughs> like, the websites say it, retail this, Bro, I literally just remember this. It's crazy. (laughs) They literally resold the shoe at the store. Like, they were making their money. And I was like, first of all, at the time, like, obviously, I didn't grow up rich. Like, we didn't have money like that. We couldn't barely afford that. Like, my mom was doing it because it was my birthday. The 200 bucks, that was like her being like, yo, like, this is an expensive shoe, but whatever. Like, it's your birthday. It's once a year. Like, I'll do it for you. Five hundred is like
1: fuck. Like, not yet. Definitely not getting more than double.
0: (laughs) But it became like a whole thing. I remember like two of the freaking people in line. One of them was a girl. I don't know if they were together, but this guy and this girl kept calling like Nike. They're like, no, there's no way. Like, this shoe retails for like two hundred. They can't do that. Like, there's a retail store. Like, they're supposed to sell stuff for retail. And I think they actually got in contact because I remember we stayed there. Like, even my mom like in line. Funny story is the first two people in line actually went in and they bought the shoes. And it's funny because they got the shoe and they literally walked out and sprinted because I think they were scared of like getting right. robbed or something because we were kind of, we weren't mobbing, but some of us were <laughs> mad, obviously, like, but it was funny because they literally walked out, looked around, sprint. <laughs> I booked don't know where it. the fuck they went, but they legit booked it. It was pretty funny. But yeah, they like called and I think they actually got in contact with like Nike and stuff. This, we talking, like, 07, let's say. And they pretty much... I remember, because the girl was super mad. Her saying, like, oh, they said that, like, that's out of their control. Like, if the store could sell it for whatever they want. Damn. Defeated, bro. I swear <laughs> to God, I wanted to cry so bad. Like, I felt bad, too. Like, I made my mom literally, like, yeah, overnight yeah. on something. Like, yo, you had your parents doing this shit. Shout out to her, though. Super supportive at all times. Love you. But sucks. And again that like proves of like how fucked up and like this thing is like i was a kid technically a teenager whatever but i'm still a kid so yeah i could call myself a kid (laughs) i was a kid literally like my dream shoe at least at the time and couldn't get it because resale culture fucked up and that was my ted talk yeah (laughs) sucks con but I guess to wrap it up, that was the very first time I remember doing anything like that. And then later on in college, I did go to Packer Shoes, which I mentioned a boutique shop in New Jersey. I think they have another one now in New York for the Ronnie Feig Salmon Toes mm. New Balance 996s, 997s, which also I think a $150, $180 shoe that now sells for like 800 even though it's a New Balance, believe it or not, if you're not a sneakerhead, but didn't get it. Literally the two people in front of me had my size and I wasn't gonna get another size. I'm not a reseller. I usually get shit that I like. I buy the stuff I like. I literally, as soon as I buy something, I have that sentimental attachment to it. Even though it might not be my favorite, I like don't want to get rid of it. So yeah, I didn't end up buying them. I did end up buying a Concepts New Balance collab that I still have. They're like the Navy Seals, if you want to look them up, that they happen. To also, have so I like lucked out, like, oh, they didn't get these, but I'll get these. They sell for way less, but still a cool limited shoe, I guess. And yeah, that's the only other time, but that one I didn't do like overnight. I just went that morning, like maybe like two or three hours before they open, and there was already fucking like 12
1: people in front of me, right? But uh, yeah, yeah, it's brutal and kind of like a luck of the draw type thing. And definitely was not something like even though it was better than just having no shed at all, it's still wasn't easy by any means and as you saw even back then stores at least smaller boutiques were raising their prices to make that profit so not the best but I guess going back to what you're talking about in terms of limited availability and scarcity and stuff and that kind of being part of what builds the hype and everything I agree that I don't want to have something that everyone else has and whatever but at the same time especially with these issues it feels like there should be more quantities produced of everything like the demand is so high and you're even missing out on sales and I feel like Nike is also mad at StockX because they're making money off them in a way and Nike's not seeing a piece of that pie but if you just made more shoes There would still be so much demand, and there would still be a resale culture. But it seems like they're not even expanding in that way, and maybe even making it more limited. I haven't seen exact numbers or anything, but I don't know. To me, I just think it would make more sense for them to make more pairs of these. And I get with maybe a collab or a super special unique colorway or something that you might want to keep that a little bit more limited. But there's a lot of basic ass colorways that are limited for no reason. Like these should be widely available. You should be able to cop them in the store just casually. And they're just not being sold that way. And it's just weird to me because it used to be more like that. And I feel like that would be a better system in general. Sneakers should not be something so difficult to buy. Yeah, I can
0: definitely agree. It is true. Like, it's cool if you do the collabs, the stuff. Make them limited. Make them special. It is what it is. But Dunks should not be getting resold for 500 bucks.
1: Yeah, or even like, let's say, Obsidian Jordan ones should not be like 450 plus, you know. Most Jordan 1s, again, shouldn't
0: be that. Yeah, exactly. Shouldn't be that way. Yeah, create a lot. You know these are going to sell. Literally even doubling the amount of sneakers you resell. They're all going to get sold out. You're going to make your money. I I really don't know why Nike doesn't do that. I completely agree with you there. And yeah, like it'll almost like erase this or make this not as much of a gain for resellers since starting to see it is a bigger problem for not only just Nike because they're missing out on money, but for the customers, literally the only ones that benefit from this are the resellers and it's almost like the the black sheep of fashion at the moment and i think that comes with reason obviously i do think they are taking some steps in the right direction for example (laughs) it's weird how they do it because it still works the same way but they have resold for example like the the panda dunks the black and white dunks which i got and I'm proud to say that I was part of the very first drop that got them. they get it through sneakers app, which we've talked about before. Probably con because it it is fluky. But they've released the Panda Dunks many times, almost to just get more pairs out. They know the need is there. They know they're going to sell them.
1: Yeah, which for people who don't know, it's basically a very basic black and white colorway of the Dunks
0: being called the new Air Force One. Also, if you don't know, the Air Force One is the Nike all white nike shoes uh, parents if you don't know or whatever but <laughs> probably yeah like the most worn shoe the most trendy or worn shoe of like the last year or two i would say like literally everyone like i went out the other day i forgot where just walking around and i literally saw like eight pairs of those outside and i Damn. was like holy fuck like not i just wear mine to the gym no lie i literally just use them as like true beaters which is funny because there's still people out there paying a lot of money for them but the point is, it still sucks because they've re-released these shoes, I want to say like five or six times, mostly every time, it's still the bots getting them. The only thing where it still kind of works is that there's so many pairs out there that even the resellers are starting to sell them for way less. Yeah. are still making money on them, but you're selling them for way less. Still a problem. Yeah, Nike has to figure something out. Not just Nike. Again, we keep using Nike as the example. Same thing happens with Adidas, Yeezys. Happens with everything like we haven't even talked about, but it's like a thing. Also, like in the
1: concert ticket world, for example, Bad Bunny tickets, wasn't that a thing? I'm sure it was. Yeah, just in general for concert tickets, people for sure scoop them up just to resell. Like it's insane sometimes how fast those tickets can go and people who just want to go to the show have to pay these extra crazy prices just for resale.
0: Yeah, no, because uh, at least one of my coworkers, I remember like Bad Bunny went on tour. I forget this had to be sometime last year. I don't know, some months ago. And the tickets went on sale for like L.A. And he got like four tickets for, I don't know, let's say 50, 80 bucks each, maybe 100. And instantly that the next day they were reselling for like four or five hundred and he sold them. Like, Damn. even though he probably wanted to go, it's one of those where like even I would be like, yeah, like, I don't need to see Bad Bunny that much, and I could use $2,000 that I literally didn't have yesterday. Just one of those where, like, I know most people aren't just running into luck reselling. I find that kind of different. That's, like, an opportunity to take advantage of it. But the people that are purposely, like, doing this, again, using the bots to get 10 of these tickets, 20, whatever, that's when it's like, come on, bro. Like, don't be that guy you're literally like a scum of earth and i hope you find god yeah (laughs) you know read about greed and gluttony or whatever that shit (laughs) but yeah it sucks and it is a business it is a way some people even make a living that's how they pay rent but yeah someone's getting hurt and in this case it's like the customer or like the people that actually want this stuff
1: Yeah, and we mentioned with clothes, too, it's a big thing, especially within streetwear, where there's a bunch of those limited drops and whatnot. It's just like everything has this crazy kind of urge behind it. And with bots now, it just makes it impossible unless you have one yourself. It's not necessarily all
0: bad. Uh, For example, the biggest or one of the bigger like StockX, like we've been talking about. It's cool to have it literally gives you access to find shoes you Probably wouldn't find any other way like eBay or whatever it is or going to shops like it has access. Do you have to pay the price for it? Yeah, but it's cool. Or sometimes it works fine. Like you said, the ISPAs you got where they drop and you found them there for a little bit more than retail, but just enough where like you don't mind it as much, but they're there. Maybe you just missed it, you know, like you didn't see when they dropped and they sold out. And they literally give you a chance to get that shoe you really want again. So it's not all bad the problem happens when literally like a whole market a whole drop a whole release gets taken away and everything gets sold and for an astronomical amount literally for profit takes like the love out of the game takes the love out of it and it's literally all for money
1: yeah and not surprising you know cash rules everything around me this is america this is what it is but it's still frustrating and overall sure there are a couple of these pros like you were just mentioning but i think what we've been kind of hammering home all episode is that it just makes it really difficult and unfair for the average consumer to get even just basic shoes they want not even the crazy collabs or anything and with bots and all that it's just gone to such an overkill level that i'd have to give resale culture a major con in general,
0: I think it's pretty obvious to see how I feel about it. If you're a reseller out there, do your thing, grind, make your money, stay out of my way. I don't, I don't really want to deal with you. You could do better. Find other things to sell. In other words, fuck resellers. Uh, fuck reselling culture. Easy for me to give this a major con. Let's crack down on it somehow, some way. But yeah. That wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Kev. You can find me at same old Kev pretty much
1: everywhere. And I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer. Summer with an O on everything. If you buy it, wear it.